We're all nerds in our own right. Some people are nerds about cars, food, stocks, movies, and so on. Alex Nix and Chris Wilson are just two average millennial guys who happen to be sports nerds and love discussing the world of sports. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Average Sports Nerds Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about our fantasy football drafts that we just had. Chris and I were in two drafts together. Uh, they were staggered right on top of each other. One started as the other one was still going, almost finishing up. It was a fun, hectic kind of time. My favorite day of the year, fantasy football draft day, is one of my favorite days of the year. So uh, let's just get the conversation started. What's going on, Chris? Yeah, what's going on? Um, like you said, it was a little crazy because – we had one draft. It was it started at seven thirty, just for some context here. And you know, drafts definitely take hour, hour and a half. Definitely, you know that's on the short side. So we had another one. We're both in two leagues together, and that one started at eight thirty. So that one was starting. The other one was still finishing up. So it took a you know concentrated effort on my part. I don't know about Alex, but it was tough. It was my first time ever doing that, so it was new experience. And well, I mean, I'm ready to talk about my team. You know, I'll let it, I'll let the people decide. You know, I think it's pretty good, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, talk about the first the first draft we did at 7:30 in the Goat League uh, on Sleeper. That's what we just named the league. Um, and yeah, it started at 7:30. I had first overall pick. I guess I got a little lucky there even though I normally hate being at either end of, of the round, it's just annoying having to wait, you know, 20 minutes or whatever, how long it is until your next pick. Um, but, you know, I think my team is one of the best teams I've drafted in a really, really long time. So, um, yeah, let's just, let's just go through, we're going to go through each team, talk about each, each position and the weakness and, or, and the strengths and weaknesses of each team. So I'll just get started with mine. So I drafted Christian McCaffrey first. Um, that was the only only option there. Uh, then I got Travis Kelsey in the second round. He fell to me. I was hoping that he would, and he did. Got the best tight end in the league, fantasy-wise. It might be George Kittle this year, but I'm going to – I trust the quarterback in Kansas City a lot more uh, than I do George Kittle's quarterback. Then I got Kenny Galladay to start the third round, come back around to me. I drafted uh, Cortland Sutton and Terry McLaurin back-to-back. Just absolute stud receivers, I think, on my team. Um, then I got David Montgomery. He fell because he's been hurt. He, his, his, question, his status is questionable, but I needed to shore up my running back position, so I got David Montgomery. Uh, I also got A.J. Green in the seventh round. Um, you know, if he's healthy, he's a stud, and – Reports out of Cincinnati right now where is that is that he is healthy. I'm hoping that stays so I can have a like a stud just come off the bench if I need to or just use him. Um, if he stays healthy, I could possibly trade one of these starting receivers and put AJ Green in there and not miss a beat. Um, after AJ Green, I picked up Chris Thompson to shore up my my running backs. As we all know, Leonard Fournette was cut by the Jaguars. Chris Thompson. Is familiar with the OC and Jay Gruden. I like it a lot, at least for a few weeks until David Montgomery's 
uh, comes back. Then I got Carson Wentz as the quarterback, and then I f- filled up my bench with Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager, Tony Pollard. So uh, I'm liking I'm liking my bench. I'm liking my team quite a bit. Yeah, I would I would say you had a pretty good draft. Um, definitely number number one overall. It's got to be Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I will say somebody. I th- I'm pretty sure it was this draft. I couldn't remember if it was this one or the other one, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was this draft. Somebody took Clyde Edwards, Clyde Edwards Alaire at the three spot. Yeah, that was yeah, that was one of the guys I had over for the draft. I'm sitting here. I was, I was shocked. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, I was really shocked at that. Yeah, I was shocked too. But uh, you know, it could turn out. So, you know, he uh, yeah. took him over Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, that's the thing. He took him over Zeke, and Zeke is so. In- you know, one of the most consistent yeah. running backs since he's come into the league. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So yeah. But with your team, you know, Chris McCaffrey, enough said there. Travis Kelsey, great tight end. You know, as good as it gets. Uh, Galladay, I feel like he's definitely a top 10 receiver. Um, McLaurin and Sutton. Uh, I'll start with Sutton. I, I like Sutton a lot. He showed a lot last year, I felt like. Even with the quarterback changes, he, you know, he didn't get the best quarterback play. So with Drew Locke for the whole season, I think he, you know, he might actually turn into top 15 receiver. He could be really good. Uh, Terry McLaurin, as a Washington fan, you know, I always have my doubts because, you know, last year we were the worst offense in the league. So we'll see what happens with that. You know, he was still pretty good for fantasy last year. But he wasn't like, like you know, like a league winner type of player. He was he was right. solid though. So as my you know, as my W as my receiver three, I'm happy with him. Definitely, definitely, yeah. It's good value where you got him. I feel like too. Yeah. So round. then. Yep. Yeah, and then to follow up, David Montgomery, I think is going to be solid. You know, as the weeks progress, maybe he might get off to a slow start, but Chris Thompson should be solid too. I actually like him a lot this year. Uh, I kind of liked him before Leonard Fournette got cut. You know, I thought he was going to be the pass catching back. I think I've mentioned it before. You know, they got Jay Gruden as the offensive coordinator. So he's going to be utilized. You know, I feel like he definitely utilized him as much as he could in Washington. Even though, you know, he gets hurt sometimes. So you kind of, you can't really let him just go all out. But he's definitely going to have that third down role, I feel like, locked up. Right. So. Yeah, I like it. And then the receivers on the bench with Jackson, Rager, and Green. Uh, just high upside guys. Any one of those could just go off, especially A.J. Green. Um, you know, he could be a top 15 receiver. Yeah, and I, week out, so. I got A.J. Green, I believe it was in the seventh round. Yeah, that's that's great value. Especially, yeah, you know, that's your fourth wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So, can't beat that. You know, I thought – you did. I thought you did really well. Uh, not as good as me, but no, no, no. We'll, we'll <laughs> talk about yours in a second. Uh, I really do think this team is um, just up. It's 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 like I said. I think it's one of my 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 best drafted teams I've had in a really long time. I uh, know I do have guys who have been known to to get hurt, like David Montgomery's hurt right now. Uh, Jalen Rager on my bench is hurt right now, but reports are coming out of Philly that he might come out. He might be, uh, 
ready for by week two. Um, Deshaun Jackson has has been hurt almost every single season he's played in the league, and of course we all know about Carson Wentz getting hurt towards the end of the season. Everybody in the in the in the draft chat was mess, you know messing with me saying I should just get make sure I get Jalen Hurts as the handcuff in case Wentz gets hurt, but you know I don't pay attention to trolls. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm ha- really happy with the team. Like I said, um, I'm projected to win. Now, if you shouldn't, you should not sit or start players based on whatever platform uh, you used. You should not use that platform's projection projected points um, as your method of who you should start or you, or you should sit. You should literally just look at the matchup. There's some guys that right you're not you're never going to sit right like McCaffrey. Kenny Galladay, you know, your top five, six picks, you're probably never going to put them on the bench unless it's their bye week or they're hurt. Everybody, right, or unless, you know, they start just – they turn into a bad player or something right. and they put together three or four terrible weeks or something, then you start, right. start questioning it. But Exactly. Yeah. Everybody else in your roster, you should look at the matchup and you should, you know, look at, at the, the history of the player through the season, throughout, you know, past years, or if he's a rookie, just look at the – the defense they're playing um, and how well they've done against that position and whatnot. So, but with all that said, the projection on sleeper had me winning all but three games this year. Um, so sleep, at least sleeper thinks I have a really good team. I agree. So yeah, let's just, let's get right into, uh, let's get into Chris's team. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. All right. So I had the 10th pick, uh, not a spot, you know, I really like drafting at. Uh, none of my drafts this year, actually, I got any of the top three picks. So, I feel like that's not that's not cool, guys. You know, I got to get lucky next year or something. Bad luck this year. So, the 10th pick, though, uh, I was sitting on the decision for me between Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs. And I went with Derrick Henry – kind of off brand for me i love josh jacobs too you know i thought i think they're both gonna be good backs i just feel like derrick henry is just guaranteed to get the ball more so i just went with that i just for me i would have picked jacobs and because he has a higher ceiling than than derrick henry in my opinion simply because of how much he catches the ball yeah i mean i guess that's one way to look at it but i mean i feel like technically you can't really have a higher ceiling than Derrick Henry, in my opinion, because I feel like he could be the number one running back. So you don't think McCaffrey or, or Barkley or Elliott? Or- I'm saying just could be. I mean, I definitely would take all of those guys ahead <laughs> of him and think they're going to be better. But, you know, if he gets 18, 20 touchdowns or something to go with, like, 1,500 yards, like, he's going to be the number one running back. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So I went with him, you know. So we'll see what happens with that. Came back in the second round uh, with Julio Jones. Uh, I've been liking to go running back, running back in a lot of these drafts, but Julio was just in there, and I feel like he, you know he was my second receiver. So yeah, you know the second pick with right. I mean the second round and the third pick, right or second pick. I yeah, would third pro- pick. I, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah. yeah so. So Julio, you know, he's great. We'll keep going. 
with third round, 10th pick, I picked Odell Beckham. Uh, this was kind of, you know, in my opinion, I thought I was reaching a little bit. I didn't really – I had a couple guys ahead of it, ahead of Odell. Actually, the guy I took in the fourth round, I, you know, I had him ranked ahead of him, DJ Moore, but I thought he could slide back to me, which he did. So I was happy about that. So I got – so, yeah, Odell Beckham and DJ Moore back-to-back there, which um, – That's really So good. then after that – Really good. Yeah, so, you know, I thought, you know, my two receivers and my flex pretty much locked up now. Yep. Yeah, no, and, uh, for sure. Yeah, Just to, to comment on Odell, I think he's healthy for the first time with, with this offense. He was not healthy last year. He got hurt in training camp. He played through it. So that's why if people were wondering why Odell Beckham didn't have the year that we all thought, that's the reason. That didn't get that didn't get reported until, you know, April. Um. So yeah, he's healthy. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. He's had a he's had a history of being hurt. I'm hoping for him and for the league he stays healthy because it's good for the NFL when he's when he's great. And for the Browns and the Browns fans' sake, I hope that he's really good because they deserve some some positivity with their football team. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I just I think he had a lot of upside. That's just my reasoning. You know, it could go bad like it did last year. I mean, last year wasn't terrible. It wasn't like you couldn't play him, but, you know, he just didn't return the value where you picked him. So, but, yeah, moving on, after that, you know, I need another running back in the next round, so I picked Kareem Hunt. Uh, out of all the guys left, uh, I felt like he was the only – he was he was kind of – you know, the running backs were getting kind of slim because I – I went three receivers in the you know rounds two through four. Right, that's I so, did the same thing and I got lucky. David Montgomery fell to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so you picked before me in that round. You know, yeah. I was later. I was like the ten, I was the tenth pick of that round. So yeah. So yeah, Kareem Hunt. Um, I don't like that he's on the same team as Odell Beckham because I don't know if the Browns are like that great of an offense. Right. Well, but we'll see and, what happens. Yeah, and he's behind Nick Chubb too. He's not even a starter there. Yeah, I mean, I I got some other guys that you know I'm hoping step up, that you know later in the season take over for him. You know he can hold it down for a couple weeks. Yeah. So then, yeah, after that, you know that guy for me, Cam Akers in the sixth, I can't I doubled up with him. I thought you know he was, I thought he could be solid. You know Todd Gurley's gone. Uh, he's really competing with Malcolm Brown right now because Daryl Henderson is injured. And he, you know, they're saying he'd probably be back for week one, but you know, I th- I just think Cam Baker's the big, best back in in LA, or at least on the Rams. So hopefully he can get some get some burn, return some value there. Then you know it was a long wait till the next round. I took Marvin Jones just to sure up, just in case one of my oh no, actually I took Jarvis Landry. Sorry, took him in there. And maybe uh, got Marvin Jones. Yeah, yep. I took those guys back to back. And I just figured, you know, just sharp up the receivers. Those guys could, uh, you know, just in case, you know, Odell doesn't work out or DJ Moore. You know, I think Marvin Jones is a guy that any week you put him in, he could get zero points, don't get me wrong, but he could definitely get like 30 points and score like three or four touchdowns and go yeah. crazy. I'm hoping those those days of Marvin Jones in Detroit are over because those day, that that needs to be Corlin. I mean, not Corlin. That needs to be Kenny Galladay from now on. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they can both do it, you know. Yeah, which no, is why yeah. I also took um, well later in the draft. My uh, after that, my next pick, Tevin Coleman, just another running back who you know he could have a chance. Kyle Shanahan offense, but um, I was gonna say my last uh, quarterback picks were I went Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford. You know, got my Maddies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just feel like either one of them, Matt Matt Ryan, former MVP, he he does this sometimes. You know, he have a bad year and then come back in the next year and set set records and franchise records and stuff yeah. and do great. So yeah, and just to touch on Matt Ryan, um, you have the Matt Ryan Julio Jones stack, which is very very good. That's one of the best stacks to get because they always put up yards. Matt Ryan is always throwing touchdowns. Not to Julio for some for some reason. But uh, I have a feeling that's going to change. I just – I don't know. Something about this year just feels different for me with the Falcons. Um, yeah, I think Julio Jones gets the most touchdowns he's scored this year in a while. Because I, I believe, like, in a couple past past few years, he hasn't even gotten five. I could be wrong there. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. Like, for, like, the amount of yards he gets, like, yeah, there's no one in the league that, like – doesn't score as many touchdowns. And I feel like at some point, you know, maybe if it's just one season out of his career, like it just has to bounce back. And, you know, even if it doesn't, he's still going to be great. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, you know, I, uh, my last pick, uh, before, you know, my defense and kicker went with Noah Fant just as, as my tight end. I kind of, uh, just waited till the end on that. Cause I feel like there's a lot of tight ends like after the first like four or five, once you get past like Waller, yeah, and you know maybe even Evan Ingram, like after those guys, I feel like it's all just like hit or miss. Right. And so Noah Fan, I feel like has upside, just as you know, he was a first round pick, showed some flashes last year. You know, he has some speed. If he catches the ball, he can actually like run away from people. He's not just like your big slow tight end. So hopefully, he can have a breakout year. You know, if not, you know, I'll probably be searching the waiver wire looking for a tight end. But yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes yeah. and even guys who who have you know solid tight ends, they need to do that anyway. The tight ends are just irrelevant for the most part in the NFL in terms of fantasy, um, except for the top yeah. five or six, like you mentioned. So yeah, yeah, they just don't get like enough plays run for them and stuff. Right, because they're not just not good enough. They're not mismatches like those top five guys are. Yeah, exactly. The rest of them are just like out there. Like, they're there to catch the ball occasionally and block, you know, kind of like the old school tight end or just run routes just as decoys, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely like the worst position for sure. Yeah. So let's go, let's go, uh, let's go position by position with our team and who we think is better. No bias right. here. No, but try to have no bias. I'm going to try. But <laughs> All right. We can do that. All right, so I'll just pull my team up. You can pull yours. We can just name them. So, quarterback. Quarterback. All yeah, right. Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan. Well, Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford. You know? Okay. For starting, for the starters right now. Uh, yeah, no, so I think these guys are pretty much equal. Um, I think Carson has a has a higher ceiling. But... Matt Ryan has just better weapons. Um, 
I don't know. I, I'm just gonna have the. I'm just gonna make it equal for the for those two because, yeah, either one either one is gonna have around the same amount of points each week. I I, I have a feeling. So. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. You know, I'd say it's pretty equal. Um, you know, they both have upside. They both have downside as well. So, um, yeah. you know, yeah, it could go either way on that one. Wouldn't really give anybody too much of an advantage. Okay. Because especially because Carson Wentz weapons have, you know, they've been a little banged up, you know, especially the offensive line has been mm. going down and mm-hmm. that's, it's never good for a quarterback. So, but you know, like I said, he still has just as much upside. Yeah. I mean, we saw it last year. He threw 4,000 yards, didn't have a 500 yard receiver. Still crazy yeah. stat. Um, yeah. So moving on to the running backs, uh, I have Christian McCaffrey and Chris Thompson starting right now. But eventually, we'll we, we'll become David Montgomery once he's healthy. All right, yeah, and I have uh, Derrick Henry and Kareem Hunt right now, and I guess you could throw in the caveat of Cam Akers, you That's know, it. instead of Kareem Hunt based on the matchup. So I'm going to give myself the edge there, just because of McCaffrey. Now, I know you have Derrick Henry, yeah. but it's McCaffrey. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'd probably agree because you know it's not like I have like a super strong RB two to counter that or anything so right okay now you got that one all right now moving on to the receivers uh kenny galladay terry mclaurin and Cortland sutton for me well Cortland sutton Cortland sutton in the flex but yeah those are the those are the three receivers i got starting yeah and i got julio jones odell beckham jr and dj moore dj moore in the flex currently yeah i give i'd give i'd give that to you for sure I mean, yeah. I know, I know, I think the upside for my guys is, is equal to what yours is, but your guys have, have more uh, consistent. They just have, they have more longevity in the league and we've seen them do it year, year, year. So, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, I just think Julio is like just a tier above Galladay and then, you know, the other guys is upside. So. Yeah, for sure. So, now now yeah. tight end is obvious. This one's definitely me. I would pick me over anybody. Doesn't matter who your tight end is. Uh, yeah. Travis Kelsey, you have no offense. You can move on now. <laughs> yeah, nah. Not much to say there, but you know. Yeah. Uh, hey, next year, Fant can be one of those top five tight ends. Could be. Could be. Hopefully. Um, and then I don't really want to talk about the bench. I mean, I have three receivers on the bench and two running backs on the bench. Um. It, this is just, you know, I feel like my bench is really strong with Deshaun Jackson and AJ Green because they both could just go crazy. Um, but you have Jarvis Landry and Marvin Jones who could also go crazy. So it's, it's a, I think it, that that's a toss up as well. Yeah, and I, I like I like Tevin Coleman on my bench too, just because, you yeah. know, we expect it to be Mostert, and I think Mostert's the better back right now. Mm-hmm. But I still think, you know, if anything happens to him or if he just doesn't look that good, Tevin Coleman comes in, starts busting off some bigger runs, you know, it could easily swing over to Tevin Coleman. He could be the guy. So I like him as a potential guy. See what he does this first week against Arizona, how, what his usage is like. Yeah. Uh, just to, to bring up Raheem Mostert in this in this draft, uh, I was actually targeting him in the fifth round at that you know, four end of four, beginning of five turn. I was I was targeting Raheem Mostert right there. 
Uh, but he got he got picked in the third round. Um, that was definitely a reach, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know if he's yeah. going to bring back the value of a third-round pick because there were plenty of really good receivers, plenty of solid RB2s still available. Now, Raheem Mostert's upside is definitely an RB1, 100%. Uh, especially if he if he performed like he did in the playoffs last year, that remains to be seen. So upside wise, it's a good pick, but value wise, I think he could have waited. Yeah, no, definitely, uh, he could return that value, but I feel like for him, that's like drafting him at his ceiling. And in drafts, that you know, that's not really what you want to do. You want to get guys closer to like their floor. And, you know, guys that have upside and could potentially, you know, be better than where you drafted them. You know, that's how you win the league as opposed to coming in like fourth or fifth place, you know. Exactly. Or or last, you know. One of <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> coming in last, is it's not as hard as you think. Uh, I've never done it personally, but, you know, this yeah, is what right. they tell me. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess just based off the positional breakdown, uh, I, I think we we gave me two to your one, and we had the quarterbacks uh, even. And we didn't talk about the kickers at defense because those are random. Um, now the yeah. I drafted the Titans defense. They did just sign Davion Clowney, which is pretty big for them. They have a really solid defense now. Um, however, they play in the AFC West. They play the Chiefs twice. They play the the Chargers. They play the Broncos. Now, the Chargers aren't as much of an as a threat, but the Broncos and the Chiefs could have really good defenses this year. Or offenses, excuse me. So I'm probably going to, you know, depending on how good they do in the first couple of weeks, I'll probably just start cutting, you know, streaming and getting whoever, whatever uh, defense is, on, is available that's playing a bad team. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, you know, I already started doing that. Uh, I used my last pick on defense. Uh, just some insight here if you guys are still drafting. The Colts week one are st- are playing the Jaguars who, you know, on our last show, we talked about how we expect them to be competing for that number one pick, meaning they're going to be the worst team. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, good matchup. That's all I'm looking at week one for the defense. And then, you know, I'm going to see how good the Colts do. And, you know, depending on who they play week two, we'll we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, I expect to win this league wholeheartedly, and I'll take my money when the league's over. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not going to make it easy. You know, I'm always – I feel like every league I'm in, I'm always competing. Yeah, I mean, in you the know. playoffs. I'm being – you know, once I get in the playoffs, I feel like, you know, I always have a chance. You know, I'm a great, great owner. Oh, I should say manager. I know there's been a movement to stop saying owner. As a, you know, we don't own these players. You know, we just manage a team. So, I'm a, I'm a great manager, I should say. Good lineup setter. Yeah, and you know, drafting is not what wins you leagues by any means. It's the foundation for what you win your league. Uh, what wins your league is the start-sit decisions you make, trades, and waiver pickups. Those are yeah, those, exactly. those those three are the big ones. Um, but yeah, the drafting is the foundation, and then if if you do the other three other three things well, especially the start-sit, because I always have just I'm always on the fence with so many people. Like for me, in this first first week one. I don't know if I should start Terry McLaurin or Deshaun Jackson. I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about this until kickoff. I have no idea who I should start. But 
Yeah, I would know. I I would know who I'm starting there, but I I'm not I'm not gonna influence you. One no, way no, he, no. Come on. You, you, I'm, I'm guessing it's Deshaun Jackson because the Darius Slay is gonna follow around Terry McLaurin. And oh no, 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 Sarah. I would just go with the uh, what I perceive as the talent advantage, and you know he's younger, fresh legs. I think Dwayne Haskins. You know that he's had all off season of people saying that he's not good enough to be the guy, and that you know after we suck this year that we need to go ahead and pick another quarterback. So I think he's gonna be eager to let it fly week one. I think Ron Rivera is gonna gonna kind of see what we got. You know what 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 do we have to lose? You know it's my argument last year towards throwing the ball some more as opposed to running it into the ground. So I think it's gonna be a little different this year, and I think we're gonna throw more, and I think. McLaurin should have a lot of opportunities, you know. So we'll see what Haskins and him can do with those opportunities. But week one, I feel like you drafted him high. Usually that's my qualifier for week one. I'm just like, you know, I picked this guy higher. I'm going to give him the shot. Yeah. Like I said, I, I know what the Eagles defense is now. Or I don't know. I, I know who the players are. <laughs> and I know that Terry McLaurin is really the only the only option and the receiving in the passing game, the, the the quality option in the passing game. And you know Darius Slay is going to follow him around, and Darius Slay is no slouch. Antonio Gibson. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll, we'll be see. all over. But, like, yeah, like I said, just to go back, drafting is the foundation. I feel like I have a really good foundation here. I'm sure I think Chris does too. And then these these other three factors are going to play a big role. So, yep, yeah. Exactly. Moving on to the second league that we had. It started at 8.30. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. Um, I actually didn't even get a chance to pick my first pick because I, I was paying attention to the first draft, seeing who was, who was there late in the late rounds. I had the Lakers, Lakers game on, the Lakers-Rockets game. I had some friends over talking about the league that we were drafting at first. So... Anyway, I had the third pick. It auto it auto picked Ezekiel Elliott. That's exactly who I was gonna pick anyway. So I'm not I'm not upset about it. Um, moving on, then I got Kenny Galladay again. I, I have a really good feeling Kenny Galladay is gonna just shoot shoot into the top, possibly top five fantasy receivers this season. Um, then I got I have uh, Mike Evans as well. I got Terry McLaurin again. <laughs> You notice a theme here. Um, <laughs> then I got Devin Singletary, Evan Ingram, uh, Antonio Gibson, Josh Allen. Uh, those are my starters right now. And then on the bench, I picked up Sterling Shepard, John Brown, Daniel Jones, Jalen Rager, Eric Ebron, and A.J. Dillon, the backup the backup running back in Green Bay, the rookie. Um yeah. Um, at first, I wasn't too happy with it because I, t- I was telling Chris earlier, I don't know if Mike Evans' ceiling is as high as it was since there are so many weapons in Tampa Bay now, but it could be even higher since there are so many weapons. He's still a top five, top ten receiver in the league. Matchup nightmare. He'll he'll catch it over anyone, it seems. Um, yeah, so... That was the main reason I didn't like getting Mike Evans in the third round, but uh, Chris talked me into it a little bit. Um, yeah, no, with Mike Evans, uh, I just see the upside as what it's always been. You know, he's a big guy. 
Uh, he can go down the field. He can have weeks where he has three touchdowns and 200 yards and win, win you the week, you know, all by himself. You know, I don't think that's going to change because Tom Brady, you know, the greatest quarterback came to town. So, you know, I still think he's going to have those weeks. You know, he might have a couple weeks here and there where, you know, Chris Godwin, Gronk, and, you know, some of these other guys now Leonard get more Fournette. targets. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you know, it could happen, but I don't. I think, you know, that's going to be less frequent and, you know, more frequently you're going to be getting the great Mike Evans and it's going to work out, you know, at least in my opinion. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah. the rest of the team, I, I'm I'm pretty happy with. Um, I got Josh Allen in the ninth round. Something that Chris and I talked about at the beginning of drafting, or when we did our mock draft show uh, a while back, was wait to grab quarterbacks. Um, in this league, I believe Chris and I were the last two teams to get a quarterback. I got Josh Allen in the ninth round. Every other quarterback, every other quarterback above him, went in the sixth round. Um, they guys just started picking quarterbacks early. I don't agree with it. Whatever floats your boat, go ahead. Um, and it was actually it was interesting that it was it went from the Mahomes and Lamar Jackson didn't get drafted until the third round. So between the third round and the sixth round, that's when everybody got their quarterbacks except Chris and I. Um, yeah, you know me. I think I've talked about how much I love Lamar. Mar Jackson this year, I probably would take him in about the third round. Uh, I actually did have a draft where I got him as the first pick of the fourth round, and you know I was happy about that. But other than that, you know I'm not really pressed to pick quarterbacks too early. I was definitely the last person to pick my quarterback. Uh, I think even a lot of teams, by the time I picked a quarterback, had already picked two quarterbacks, and you know with. With my strategy, and I'm going to talk about what I did here in a little bit. I tried something new this time. Uh, You know, I thought it was best suited to go quarterback super late. So, my first pick, I had the fifth pick. I took Dalvin Cook. You know, I don't think I need to talk much about the upside. He's been great. You know, we know the downside. He has some injury history. Yeah, that's that's the biggest factor for me with Dalvin Cook is his injury injury history – it's pretty significant. And, um, yeah, I think I would have taken somebody else. Like, for me, if I was in the middle of the first round, if, and I would try I – would, I would be happy if he was there at seven. I would get him at seven. Anything above that, I wouldn't. See, now, I just – I love Delvin Cook. Just when he's on the field, last year I had him in a couple leagues, and he was just sensational. Uh, he was winning me weeks. So when he is out there, he's great. Uh, I got Alexander Madison later in the draft too. So I feel like if he does go down, you know, Madison's not Dalvin Cook by any stretch, but he will get the work. We've seen it in the past from this coaching staff. So I'm pretty confident about that. But, uh, you know, moving on to the second round, um, middle of the second round, I got Travis Kelsey. He was still sitting there. You know, I know I've talked about how I like to go running back, running back. But at that point, all the running backs that I liked, you know, as my RB2 locked and loaded, you know, to be picking in the second round. You know, my last guy on that tier is Austin Eckler, and he had just went. So, 
made it kind of easy for me. I took Travis Kelsey, the best tight end. And, you know, third round, came back, got Amari Cooper. A fourth round, Cooper Cup. Fifth round, DK Metcalf. Sixth round, I picked Marvin Jones. And, I mean, no, sixth round, I'm sorry, I picked Hollywood Brown. And then seventh round, I picked Marvin Jones. And I set all those guys together just, you know, kind of make a point. You know, I went five straight wide receivers right there. And this was the strategy I was talking about. Uh, I wasn't really a fan of any of the running backs over these guys. I feel like they all have potential. Uh, well, not not so much Marvin Jones, but the first four, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, and Hollywood Brown, all have potential like any week or just for the whole season, rather. They could definitely be like top 20 receivers. You know, and have four guys on the team like that could be great. Uh, I think Cooper Cup and Amari Cooper and even DK Metcalf could all be even like top 10. So I just feel like most weeks I'm going to have the advantage at receiver. You know, even though I don't have the superstar like Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas type, I still have, you know, four solid options and Marvin Jones if, you know, it just all falls apart for me. You know, I still got. Big play of Marvin Jones. Then, uh, so after that, I came back, figured I should probably start going running backs. So then the rest of the draft, I really just ro- loaded up on running backs. I took Chris Thompson because I feel like without Leonard Fournette, you know, we talked about him for your team on the earlier in the episode. Don't really got to say much about him. Thought that was good value in the eighth round. Uh, I, got, I picked Jordan Howard in Miami. You know, he's always been pretty solid on a team where I have no running backs. I thought that was good. Picked Alexander Madison, like I said, to back up Dalvin Cook just in case he gets he goes down. Then I started taking just some other running backs that, you know, if another running if the other running back in the situation goes down, they could really, you know, turn into some pretty good guys for fantasy and Tony Pollard, Boston Scott, and Malcolm Brown. So We'll see what happens. Hopefully any one of those like four or five running backs I mentioned could be that RB2. Uh, this league definitely has a pretty deep bench. I didn't realize that until we started drafting. I was like, gee, that's a lot of picks. But I like it to do this strategy, which is why I kind of like mid-draft went to it. I was like, oh, this, this could work out. So we'll see what we got here. And then, you know, my last pick, I waited all the way till the end. I took Big Ben. Um, he could, he, you know, he could be good. I felt like he was the last quarterback I was really like comfortable with going into the season. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm always a fan of streaming quarterbacks. So we'll see. Yeah. Like I said, we'll see how the first week or two goes with him. Then if somebody else is stepping up or they have good matchups, you know, they're playing the worst team in the league or something. That's probably what I'll go with in this league. And, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm fine streaming quarterbacks. Yeah, no, it's your team is definitely solid, and I agree with the whole with big with the Big Ben argument. Uh, they could definitely have a turnaround season. Like we said earlier, when we talked about the AFC North, they went seven nine and one, or I'm sorry, seven eight and one, or no eight seven and one, um, with absolute the garbage at quarterback um yeah now big ben's healthy hopefully he can stay healthy he's an old man yeah. now however 
I think I think there's a good chance he does stay healthy, and I think there's a good chance the Steelers are really good, like we talked about earlier, and and that could be a really good value for you. So yeah, we can we can do what we did with the last league, go position position by position, and uh, give give our take on who we think is has the has the um, the uh, the advantage. Jeez, <laughs> um, had a brain fart there. So yeah, starting with quarterback, we just talked about yours. Big Ben, uh, I I got Josh Allen in the ninth round. I was really happy that he he was there. Yeah, that's a great pick. You know, I'll just give you the advantage now. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen got the rushing ability, and you know he got a new new weapon in Stephon Diggs. And you know even without that, I would still give him the advantage, just fantasy wise, over Ben Big Ben yeah, all day. I I agree. Moving on to the running backs, I have Zeke and Devin Singletary in the starting lineup. Yeah. Oh, for me, I'm sorry. Uh, I got Dalvin Cook and Chris Thompson for now. So, like I said, I'll give you that one too. Uh, you know, Zeke better than Cook, you know, perceived. You know, I still think Cook could, could be. He could be. That's good. Yeah. But, you know, for now, for me, I'll give that to you. For me, it, it, it isn't that much. Uh, it, it isn't that those two guys for me, it's the it's the RB two, yeah. And Singletary. And, I was gonna say that too. Yeah, Singletary's yeah. just like better than Thompson. Yeah, for sure. And and he's the starter. He's the you know it's his job. And, yeah, we still don't know what Chris Thompson is yet. Right. So going to the receivers, including the flex, because I think we both have three in the fl- three receivers starting. Um, Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans, and Terry McLaurin for me, two of the same receivers I have in the last league. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to go Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, and DK Metcalf. And with the, a star with Hollywood Brown next to it, because he'll yeah. definitely be in some weeks. He'll probably be rotating those four. Yeah. Yeah. Amari Cooper might even be coming out sometimes, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about him later when we do our NFC East podcast. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, this is this is a tough one for who has the advantage because Mike Evans is a big name, Kenny Galladay is a bit is a is also a big name. They both have tremendous upside. Um, Terry McLaurin has has decent upside too. But yeah, your receivers might have mine just a little bit. Yeah, no, I was gonna, I was surprised that you said that because, like you said, your guys have big names. You know, everybody loves them. It's that's all good. I don't think people realize, you know, Cooper Cup was the wide receiver four last year. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I'm, I think he led the NFL in touchdowns too, if I'm not mistaken, which is weird because you don't see him as like a big touchdown guy, but he always has been. Uh, so, yeah, him and Cooper, I feel like are, are good. Uh, DK Metcalf felt like on the rise, and just you know, with Hollywood Brown too, I feel like, you know, he could definitely. He could step up, and I feel like he could be like a top ten receiver if it if it goes right. You know, he's all over the field catching touchdowns, just getting a lot of targets from Lamar. Because right. you know, I just felt like he wasn't healthy like that much last year. Yeah, and, and he, he, add, he added ten to fifteen pounds of muscle. So yeah, hopefully they can stay healthy. much more explosive. Yeah, yeah. So you're giving me the advantage here. No, no. You know, just off of what I believe, you know, I'll give myself the advantage okay. on this one. Yeah. You know, that's I why think, I picked these guys. I I just think they're like all excellent receivers. Yeah, I think I think I'll give yours the, the advantage too, simply because of the 
the depth you have. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> I have much too much more to say. So uh, for tight ends, I have Evan Ingram. Yeah, and I got uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, so that's definitely yours. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, um, I have two, you have two. That, that's what's going to happen in snake drafts. That's the whole point of doing a snake draft. Yeah, no, I, honestly, at the beginning of the season, you know, I'm looking at all the teams in both of these leagues, and, you know, it's really hard to decipher, like, you know, who has a good team and who has a bad team, you know. So a lot of times you got to wait a week or two. And Sometimes some of the things month. we thought about, the, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, some of the things we thought about these guys is not going to come true. And then injuries, um, of course, to come in, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that could be good or bad. You know, we could have thought some of these guys aren't going to be much. Some of these guys on the bench that we didn't really talk about, they just end up being good. And then, right, you know, like oh, Daniel this guy Jones, is great draft. Daniel Jones could have a huge year, which would, which would result in Evan Ingram and, and Sterling Shepard for me having huge years. And, you know, you never know. Uh, yeah, exactly. You like never like know. Or, or Zeke could go down week one and Tony Fowler could just be the man. Right. You, you and, just never know. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything you wanted to talk about? Anything else? Any, any crazy, any, any crazy picks you saw on either draft that you saw, that you want to bring up? Uh, not really. You know, I was, I wasn't surprised at how high Antonio Gibson went. You know, I was hoping that you know I could get him at a spot I felt good about. That definitely didn't happen in either draft. I probably I was definitely going to think about him if you didn't pick him on the with whatever pick you got him in. Yeah, the I believe, second draft in the three hundred one league. Yeah, I believe it was uh, the fifth round, the third pick. I got him. Yeah. See, yeah, that was probably a little too high for me, but it was it was high for me too. But then I saw Devin Singletary still there, and and some other running backs I liked. So I figured I'll take the chance, get Antonio Gibson, and get one of these other guys to put in the lineup for now and see until I see what, exactly what Gibson is. Yeah, no, he could be great. So I was, yeah, like I was just gonna say, I was kind of disappointed. I didn't get a chance to get him in either league. Haven't got a chance to get him in any of my leagues actually. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm excited. You know, I just can't wait for football. Sunday. You know, we're recording this on Monday evening. Uh, yeah. So that means you know, there's a game. You three know, days. three nights from tonight. So get your lineup set. You know, I know I got <laughs> Travis Kelsey going. I know you yeah, got him in other leagues. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Everyone out there listening, you know, by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be even closer. Well, it'll definitely be even closer to kickoff. So if you're an NFL fan, get back, you know, sit back, get ready, get your popcorn ready. You know, this is what we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. I know if you're anything like me, we've been a little nervous that it would even happen at some points during this year. It's, it's been oh. a roller coaster ride of an all yeah, season we've had. No preseason. I'm sorry, I'm ranting. I'm going on here, but I'm just excited. I'm ready to get into it. So thank you, NFL. Like, let's go. Let's go. Hey, I'm excited too. Sunday, watch the Eagles again. Oh man, it's crazy. Doesn't even feel. Watch them take this L. Absolutely not. (laughs) All right. So uh, game for the Washington football team. Yeah, with new culture around here. New culture, new uniforms with the numbers on the helmets, like old school. Old school, you know, I kind of like it. I'm not gonna lie, but um, yeah. Yeah, I gotta see it on the field. Yeah, 
50-50 right now. But one thing I did want to bring up was Lamar Jackson. So we, we brought up it, uh, a little bit ago that he was drafted in the third round in the second, in the second league we did, the 301 league. In the, in the GOAT league on Sleeper, the one that drafted at 730, he was picked at number eight overall in the first round. Uh, over guys like Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. I just – I get Lamar Jackson was the number one fantasy player last year. But people won leagues with him on the on the roster. It wasn't just because he was the number one player. It was because he was drafted in, like, the 10th round last year. That's yeah, I was going to say – I mean, a lot of it was, you know, even if you had to pick him probably in the first or second round or something, you probably still could have won the league with him. But like you said, he was drafted 10th, 9th, you know, yeah, 11th round sometimes. On top of your already solid team. Exactly. So, yeah. That's why I just refuse to – I don't care who it is. I'm not going to pick a quarterback in the first, second, third round. I'm not. Yeah. Definitely not the first and second. You know, if you're – like I said, then for me, if I'm if I'm at the end of the third round and you know the draft's going awful, I feel like they're all just picking all the players I like. And I'm just like, yeah, maybe I'll go Lamar. But the first round, I you know I was definitely happy because you know I was the tenth pick, so it was it was it was nice. You know, I had my pick of Derek Derek Henry and Josh Jacobs, who that guy probably should have taken one of them. So Absolutely. We'll see though. You know, I say that now and get three or four weeks in, I'll give you guys an update, and that guy will be. Three and zero or something, I, killing I everyone. I'm not gonna get into his league. I'm not gonna, you know, bash him on here or on, and get into his team and bash him on here. But just a quick, you know, tell you that's how it goes, man. It's like I the know. people that I know, like yo, who are these guys picking? And then they're they're in second place. You if know, you like, if if I were to go through his team right now, you would agree with me. So I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so. This was fun. Like I said, fantasy football is just it's amazing. Uh, whoever whoever came up with it, uh, you deserve to be rich with everything. You just deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. So Facts. They should definitely be like in the, the football Hall of Fame. Like, <laughs> definitely make that happen. The fan, if there's like a fanhood Hall of Fame or something, there's, you know. No, I mean like the the official, oh, like the, pro football the real Hall of Fame, Hall of fame yes. No, like think about it though. Know. Like think about how much they've actually done for the game and just like drawing in people to watch yeah, and stuff. So. You know, people who don't really pay attention to the, to the sport, they draw them in. They'll play, you know, for just casually one year and then they get really into it and they really start paying attention. That just, and that, I'm sure that's happened multiple times. And I'm sure that's brought in a lot of money, a lot of viewership, a lot of ratings for, for the NFL. So yeah, you're probably right. They, yeah. Probably- I mean, if the NFL, if, you know, NFL films guys and shout out to Ed Sable, you know, Definitely get the fantasy football guy in. Yeah, and and back in the day, they didn't have these giant databases that these other that these platforms have. They had to go and get their what like I don't know. I don't even know how they did it. They just oh got- no, dude, my uncle. Um, you know, just last few, little tidbit here. It's a good one though. My uncle had a league, and yeah, they used to argue every year about which paper they would use to check the stats. You know, because sometimes mm. it'd be off by a yard or two, and you know, mm. in fantasy that might give you a win. So. They would literally go to either the USA Today or, you know, the New York Times or, or the, whatever they had Post at the time. Or whatever, they were going yeah. to the actual newspaper, going to the stats, writing them down, and calculating out how many points, you know, each player should have based on that. Man. 
Yeah, you had to like call your lineups in to the commissioner. Talk, talk about OG, man. That sounds. That oh, yeah, sounds... they were they were real with it. They were playing fantasy <laughs> before, you know. Before you know, it, was, it was even it was hip, you know. Yeah, the pioneers. Yeah, no, actually, as as crazy as that sounds, that sounds like something I would not mind doing. Well, maybe not the calculating part, but doing a draft without having you know the 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 experts' picks for everybody who's not really like super, super into it. Uh, they're available for you. Like you have to actually go and know what you're talking about and know your research and what I think I would really enjoy doing that. Kind of like how they actually do drafts uh, in real life. Just do your research on, on the guy. But anyway, we're digressing. Um, yeah, no, that's one. Yeah. Just last little point too. I know I said that last time actually, but uh yeah, that's why I just love live drafts as opposed to online drafts because, you know, not everybody's just sitting at the computer with that rankings up. You know, everybody usually in the live leagues come with their preparations and they have their lists. But, you know, with COVID and everything, that kind of put a put a halt on a lot of those. So the COVID kind of killed the live draft season, even though I did actually get to do one live draft this year. Yeah, so this was fun. This was a fun episode to talk about our teams. Uh, I can't wait for Sunday, well, for Thursday night, first off, to see what the Chiefs are going to do. Um, and for and for Sunday, it's it's going to be just a great time, just sitting down watching watching the one o'clock game. I'm going to have the Eagles game on exclusively. Put on Red Zone every every once in a while, probably on my computer screen. But I'll have the, the Eagles game on my computer on my TV. Go birds. Can't wait. As Boom. always. Thank you for your, all your support. Thank you for listening. If you got to this point, we we really do appreciate it. Uh let people know about us. Our numbers are slowly rising, very, very slowly. We we thank you so much. Um let let your friends oh, yeah. know. Hit up our Instagram. Yeah. Oh yeah, and definitely um I'm gonna go ahead and post both our teams on the Instagram page. So if you're following over there, comment, you know, like, like the picture, just, you know, cause you put like us up. or whatever. Put whatever. a poll up. Yeah. Yeah. Comment. We're going to have a poll, you know, comment who, or yeah. Decide who you think this team's better. We'd definitely love to hear it. Absolutely. So with, <laughs> with that said, uh, yeah, like I said earlier, thank you for listening. Have a good one, everybody. Yep. And keep nerding it up.